Doug Carr, Scott Anderson, 97 the ticket. Kang behind the glass, Kenny answering phones. Here are the 10 texts. Uh, JC and Alan Park says, $45 million a year. The $5 million discount would give us another player, thus delivering a more competitive team. David Wyandotte says $45 million. Josh and Warren says $37.5 million. Justin and Westland says $51 million. Doug and Rochester says $48 million. Uh, Joe and Chesterfield says five years, $47 million annual value. Lance and White Lake says $45 million. Brian and Northfield, $42.5 million for four years. Dave and Clarkston, $47.5 million. Sean and Ann Arbor proved he's worth it, $40 million a year. We're asking, what is the number... That if Jared Goff signed it, you would be like, yes, that's fair to the Lions, and it's not an insult. Your number, Gator, annual value? $43 million a year. $43 million a year. Kang, your number, annual value? $48.5 million a year. Okay. Uh, one of you is slightly closer than the other. According to Spot Track. They project Jared Goff to sign a four-year, $180 million extension, annual value, $45 million a year. Um, and I'm interested. I guess I'm not surprised, Gator, that you're a little bit lower than Kang because whenever we talk about contracts, you bring up something that you are always looking for the hometown discount. Um, did that play into this at all? Did you think he'll give Detroit a little bit of a hometown discount? It's, it's not about a hometown discount. It's, it's about what I think his – skill set and what his what he's what he's worth I, I look at other quarterbacks of, of the same ilk and, and where they're going to get paid and you know I understand the landscape of college, of professional football now and guys going to sign big contracts and five years from now it's not going to matter um because those numbers just get passed over but if they can get it done now I I mean if it's a 45 million dollar number I'm fine that doesn't rub me the wrong way I think it's that's actually getting it that that is getting a discount I think if Jared Goff were to hit the open market, if the Lions just said, you know what, forget it, we're done with you, I think there's a team that would give him a $50 million a year contract. Yeah, if he does, I think he would get that too. And I think he also probably acknowledges that this is the best run of his career in terms of the way he's playing. Uh, he did go to the Super Bowl with the Rams, but I, he feels to be the guy here, acknowledges the guy and playing at a highest, the highest level of his career. You couple that with... The one thing you could say to him is, hey, look, man, we want to pay you astronomical amounts. If we do that, though, Jonah Jackson's gone, and it's going to be harder to bring back Penny Sewell. So we want you to think about this. Think about here's the number that we've come up with where we can afford to keep Jonah and Penny and still give you this massive raise. I would be very happy with $45 million and I think that would make it more likely that they could get it done. Yeah, I'd be pretty happy with forty-five. I understand where Kang's at with 48 and a half. I, you know, is it is he worth it? Yeah, he is worth it. But try to get less. Is it possible that you could, if there is a discrepancy, if his camp is like, we're firmly at 50 and you guys are firm at 45, is it possible that you can get incentives put in there much like Josh Reynolds had the incentive at the end of the season, hey, can you get him enough catches? Where you say, you know, each playoff wins a million dollars. I don't know, um, and I'm not sure that he that would matter to him to make a million extra one year. But I mean, because the signing bonus for this deal 
I should say that, um, is $45 million, which means he gets $45 million up front just to sign his name. Then that gets prorated over the course of the contract. So, It's one thing to ask Jared Goff for, hey, would you take $43 million or $44 million, $45 million? It's another thing to bring up other players, and I, that's insulting, I think. I think if I were the agent, to, I'd walk out. Oh, to bring up Penny Sewell and yeah. Jonah Jackson? Yeah. Why? Because that has nothing to do with Jared Goff. As in, And I don't even know if Jared Goff's in the room, actually. I think it's, maybe he just sent his no, agents not. in there. Oh, so if the agents are sitting down with Brad Holmes and you know Sheila Ford Hamper and Disner, you know, whoever's in the room, and they bring up other players that they can't sign, I'm sorry, man. I understand this is a business and there's a cap. But that's not my problem. That sounds like a your guys's problem. Well, yeah. uh, but <laughs> that's the business. Yeah, and that, that's the business end of it. Is what you're, I'm saying. You're sending in. It depends, I guess, what the agent knows that the emphasis is. Well, like I, if Jared Goff is sending in an agent that whose job is to be cutthroat and get the, squeeze every last penny out of the organization, then yeah. But if his job is just to do the best that he can, but keep Jared's situation as healthy as it can from a football perspective. Now, it's different if Jared Goff informs his agent, hey, I want to make sure we can keep everybody else. Then that's one thing. If the agent brings it up, okay, I'll work with those parameters. But I think it would be a mistake for any team to go to an agent and say, I can't sign other players because of your player. Well, I can't. It's not I can't sign other players because of your player. It's I can't sign other players because of what you're asking me to pay your player. Is that insulting? I don't think it's insulting. I think anything under 50 would be a win. Because I just think a market says fifty million for Jared Goff. All right, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. The story is in Spot Track. It's a, a website that covers caps for all the leagues, and he's they project um, a Goff extension four years, one hundred eighty million. It's interesting. Trevor Lawrence six years, three hundred million, fifty million per. Tua Tunga Vailoa four years, two hundred twenty million, fifty five million per. Dak Prescott, three years, 180, 60 million per. Jordan Love, four years, 200 million, 50 million per. Kirk Cousins, three years, 100 million, 33.33. 248 Matt, you're on 97 on the ticket. What's up, Matt? Hey, how you guys doing today? Okay, sir. So I, I personally think that Jared Goff realizes where this team is and how close they were to the Super Bowl. And I think that he wants to win here. He loves it here. He loves the relationship he has with Ben Johnson and realizes that Ben Johnson came back to be a part of this team with him and the relationship they have together. So I personally think that Jerry Goff would take a team friendly, probably five year, 40 million per and then you load that with incentives. You know, uh, playoff wins, you get a certain amount. You get MVP, you get a certain amount. You get it Super Bowl to the Super Bowl win, you get a certain amount. Super Bowl MVP, certain amount. And you just load that contract up with incentives to make up for maybe uh, some of the, the rest of the money. And then that would allow us to beef up the defense and and re-sign Penne, and, and I, I don't think they're going to bring back Jonah anyways. I think they're going to look somewhere else. I didn't think but so that, either, Matt. At the beginning, it. when I heard Brad Holmes talk, I started to think that, oh, wait, Jonah Jackson might be in play here, and we'll see how it plays itself out. The incentive-laden contracts, you don't see a ton of those in the NFL. You really don't. You get roster bonuses if you're still on the team in three years. 
but it, you know, the whole incentive workaround isn't something that veteran players are looking for. It's cool if you can get it, if they'll take it, great, but uh, let's go to Jared. You're next on 97 to ticket. Hello, Jared. Hey, fellas. What's up? Uh, I, I just want to talk about the drastic change in uh, in ownership. And you think about how in the past we always used to complain about the the Lions and the Tigers and Pistons were so high, and now it's just completely reversed. And, uh, you know, Tom Gore's absolute disaster, and he's trying to run this team from California. doesn't seem like he's committed to the Pistons at all. And Chris Illich – has just become so cheap. I mean, we're 21st in payroll this year. We're down $30 million after having Cabrera come off the books. The Kansas City Royals, who are notoriously cheap, are ahead of us in our own division for payroll spent. And what do we do last year? We invest in new outfield um, lights at night, and we move the – outfield walls in because we assembled a triple a roster that probably couldn't hit it over where the walls were anyways and none of that matters if people don't go to the game and this year it's a new scoreboard and nobody cares about that well they've added payroll to the team I mean, yeah, they, they lose. They lose Cabrera's contract. On it. I get it, but they but they add Jack Flaherty. That's that's fourteen million. They add Kenta Maeda. That's another fourteen million. They added Mark Canna. That's eleven and a half million. Um, you know, they they re up some contracts of other players like Andrew Chafin. Uh, they bring in Shelby Miller for three million bucks. They they they're paying Colt Keith. I think they're being smart about it right now. Now, the, I think that what, what's making maybe maybe why this is more prickly is because there's so many big name free agents that are still available right now. And the Tigers don't seem like they're in on that. And maybe that's, maybe that rubs you the wrong way, Jared, but they, they actually spent more money this year on the new players than what they had last year. I mean, cause it's Cabrera's contract that comes off so that, that the payroll may not look as stout because that's not there. I'm kind of disappointed. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I do believe that when they're close, Illich would invest. But I am kind of disappointed in this offseason. I thought there'd be a bigger splash. Canna's not moving the needle for anybody. Canna doesn't move the needle for me either. Um, I'm intrigued by what he can do for this team if he's a mentor, if he's an everyday player that's going to be you know, a, a good player in his lineup. But he's 35 years old. But I also do believe, to a point what Scott Harris said, they don't want to necessarily block the youth from this team, the, the, the guys they have from, from coming up and finding spots. That's why, hey, here's Colt Keith. You know, they didn't go out and – could they add a third baseman? Sure, they could go ahead and do that, and then you're not having Veerling or McKinstry there, or whatever you're going to do, and let's say it was, you know, the, the guy from Toronto. I guess, but if you replace Jack Flaherty with Blake Snell, we're talking. Like, that That would have – That is true. I mean, true. I can't – I can't drum up any excitement over Flaherty. <laughs> um, maybe uh, uh, Maeda, but not Flaherty. And and Snell. Snell would do it. You're right on yep. that. And, and Snell's out there. He's still available. Now, I know that they have young arms they want to mix in, but then why? Do you, if you want to mix the young arms in, you wouldn't have brought in two veteran pitchers. They brought in two veterans, and they didn't get a guy who's arguably the best one out there. Now, I'm not burying him just yet. I think if they're competing, trade deadline comes, 